0: Thanks for listening to another podcast from C3 Calgary West. Our hope is that this message will equip and inspire you in your walk with God. For more information about our church, check out our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram at c3calgarywest. Oh, wow. <laughs> our East campus. Uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> Wow. Don't get your hopes too high there with that introduction. That's amazing. Today, I'm excited to get to talk about the Holy Spirit today. I hope you guys are excited. And and again, I just want to thank you, Fred, for uh, everything and sharing that story. And this stuff can't happen without the Holy Spirit in the world today. And he wants to be involved in all of our worlds and so I'm excited to bring the word today and very thankful for the opportunity, um, again, Pastor Lorne, my father-in-law. Um, he's, normally I'm handing it over to him, but he handed it over to me today, and it's kind of it's nice. I like that. It's great, but it's good. So we've been talking about, and Pastor Lorne's been preaching an amazing series on thy kingdom come. Who's been blessed by the last few weeks and, and last week? Yeah, it's been amazing. It's been so good. And he's been talking about the, the life that we get to live here today because of what God's doing, not just when we get to heaven, and it's going to be amazing when we're in heaven celebrating and, and, um, and partying with people from all around the world who have accepted Jesus. It's going to be such a great moment, but God actually wants to be involved in our world here and now, every moment, every day, and it's been sensational, series. and it can only happen, we can only experience thy kingdom coming through us and in our worlds by the Holy Spirit, by his power, his transformational power. So that's what I'm going to be speaking on today. Today what I'm saying is, and really the summary, the spoiler alert of my message, is that the Holy Spirit wants to empower and revolutionize your life today. He wants to transform it today, now, in a moment, tomorrow when you're at work, when you're at school, whatever it might be, the Holy Spirit wants to be involved, guiding you, changing you, leading you in everything you do. You know, once upon a time, there was, uh, there was a leader of a, what we'd call today a terrorist group, a, a state-endorsed terror organization, and he was persecuting Christians. So he was going from village, from town to town, um, and causing fear, bringing terror wherever he'd go. He'd arrest, harass, violence towards Christians. He th- thought that he was doing the right thing. You know, the very mention of this guy's name for the believers of the day would uh, have the hairs stand up on their arms and, and shivers go down their, their back. They'd be scared. They'd be sending out messages, cancel the meeting tonight. The name that shall not be mentioned is in, in town. He's here. And there'd be fear, and he'd bring fear wherever he went. And one day when he was walking towards his, the next place where he was uh, going to you know, start to persecute and cause a bit of trouble for the believers of the day, He was probably thinking to himself, man, I did a good job at that last place. We really caused a bit of fear there. How could I up the ante? What could we do next to to bring it up to the next level? He had an encounter with God. A life transformation took place. The Holy Spirit knocked him down onto his back. He had a revelation of Jesus, and his life was transformed forever. Does anyone know who I'm talking about there? Yeah, the Apostle Paul went from terrorist, from persecutor of the church to the greatest builder of the church, preacher of the gospel. And we're going to hear some words from him today about the Holy Spirit, but we should not be surprised when God transforms someone's life. Our God is in the transformation business. That's what he does. And, and I believe he has transformation for us today, and we're going to hear some of the words that Paul says, says about that, uh, the Holy Spirit that he got to experience But I want to remind us today, let's never be cynical or let's never be shut off to the power of God in our lives, changing lives around us. Kanye West, anybody? It's amazing seeing what God's doing in his life. Some of you guys are like, what's a Kanye? Google it later. But our God is in the transformation business, amen? So it's awesome. So we're going to look at that today. But I just want to give us some context on the Holy Spirit. And I believe today, some of us are going to... Uh, re-encounter Him in a, in a new way. We feel like we've been maybe walking separate from Him. Have, things have been fine, but we haven't had that power, transformation, enhanced life that's promised in the Word of God. That can change today in a moment. So I want to pray before we, we jump into the message. Lord, I, we thank You for your, for your Word, God, and we thank You for Your Holy Spirit. And I thank You as we explore Your Word today, Your Holy Spirit is speaking, it's moving, it's highlighting, it's awakening, And it's reminding us of the transformational power that you have for us in our everyday life, God. So we pray that you would just, in this next 20 minutes, speak to us, Lord God. Not so much about the words that I say, but about what you're speaking to our hearts. Each one of us here today, you have a message, you have a word, you have breakthrough. So let it be released in this place. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. The Spirit of God has always been working in amongst humanity, drawing people to Him. We see it right from the start of the Bible, uh, the, in creation, it says the Spirit was hovering over the water. And then all throughout the Old Testament, we see the, the Holy Spirit is, is functioning. Now, it looks a little different for a New Testament believer, like, like we get to be today, but he was always been moving. Moses, he took a guy who couldn't communicate, um, was hiding out in the desert because you know, he'd murdered somebody, and the Holy Spirit transformed him and led him into leading a nation out of slavery. The Holy Spirit moves. David took a a shepherd boy, small boy, turns him into a a great uh, writer of worship songs, a great warrior, a king, reveals the temple plans to him to to build the house of God. The Holy Spirit was moving. Gideon, a boy hiding away, um, ends up going from being in in hiding to to going and taking on an army 10 times the size more than that of of the army that he has and getting a great victory. The Holy Spirit has always been moving. Peter, a fisherman that ended up preaching and winning thousands to the Lord, the Holy Spirit has always been moving, and he's moving today. He is not finished yet. I believe he has transformation for you and I. In 1 Samuel 10, verse 6, I love this scripture. It says, The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. Other translations say you will become a different man. When the Spirit comes upon us, we become a different person. We become a superpower, an enhanced version of ourselves without the Spirit. Change takes place. Metamorphosis, different, not the same, but a different person. So today I want to talk about living a transformed life. The Holy Spirit's two main projects in the world today is to glorify Christ. Jesus says um, at his last supper, with his disciples, he says, look, I'm going to be gone, but the Holy Spirit's coming, going to to be coming replacing me. It's better that I leave because he's coming and he's going to point you back to me, remind you of me, and teach you all things. And then Jesus also said, uh, which is the second thing the Holy Spirit's main project is, is empower believers. So it's to glorify Christ, empower believers. Jesus said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That word power... Um, actually comes from the, uh, the same word that we get the English word dynamite from, dynamo. Explosive power will come upon you when the Holy Spirit is on you. That's the, the power that I want to experience with God, that transformation power that is explosive. So in the Old Testament, like I was saying, the Spirit of God was always moving, but it looked a little bit different. Um, we see that not everybody under the old covering, had the Holy Spirit living inside them. Now, he was always moving. He was always around, but it was a different season. God was doing a different thing. And so we'd see that in the Old Testament and where we see these mighty works of God take place, it says the Spirit of the Lord would come upon someone for a period of time, for a season, and they would do something amazing, and then he would leave again. He would still be moving, but it would be different. Imagine that. like So you're just living your normal life, I take Samson, for example. hes um, I guess it's not really a normal life. He's been tied up. Um, some of his family have been killed. He's been captured. He's a prisoner. He's getting taken to, um, back to the enemy's territory, and he sees all the enemy coming towards him, about a 1,000 people coming to celebrate, to gloat, to, to insult him about what's going on. And, and so Samson in the natural is tied up, and he's looking around, and what, what's he see? He, the ropes are too tight. He sees it. You know, a carcass of a donkey, the bones there, not much good for anything. But then it says, the Spirit of God come upon him. Supercharged Samson all of a sudden. And he looks around. He doesn't just see uh, the jawbone of a donkey anymore. He sees a lightsaber jawbone. Power of God's come upon him. So he picks it up, takes on a thousand, defeats a thousand of God's enemy, wins a great victory. And then he delivers this zinger of a lion. Quentin Tarantino, all the directors would love this to to have written this in a script. He's just defeated a 1,000 people. And and he gets there and he says, "Um, with with a donkey's jawbone, I made donkeys of them. I love that. That's such a great line. They need to make that into a movie. Russell Crowe could deliver that so well. I think he'd do a great job. He'd turn around, take his helmet off with the jawbone of the donkey. Anyway, but what what I'm saying is we see that the spirit of Lord would come upon them, but then he would leave again. But we are under a different covering, and this is the exciting news. So the Bible tells us that not every single person under that arrangement had the Holy Spirit inside them. But as New Testament believers, Jesus' promise to us is that the Holy Spirit is with us always. It's in us. He's actually made residence inside our heart. That same power that was there in creation, the same power that was there for Samson's lightsaber jawbone moment, The same power that rose Jesus from the dead actually lives in us, lives in you every day, not just on a Sunday in church, not just in those great Holy Spirit moments where God moves miraculously, which we love and are amazing, but every single moment of your day, that same power of God is with you. It says in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Not might dwell in you, dwells in you. Romans 8, you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are measured by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. So what Paul is saying is if you have Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. You don't just get a little part of it. Ephesians 1, and you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of His glory. We have the Holy Spirit living in us. And so the question we need to ask ourselves today, if we're a follower of Jesus, if we've recognized Him as as God and, and as our Savior, we're pursuing a relationship with Him. The question is not, do I have the Holy Spirit in me? It's, does the Holy Spirit have me? not do I have the Holy Spirit, but does the Holy Spirit have me? Because living a Spirit-filled life is about surrender and yielding to His will and His presence. The Holy Spirit wants to help, to guide, to lead us into that empowered, transformed life that we all have access to. But God will not just take control of you. It actually takes surrender. He gives us a choice. Pastor Lorne talked about this last week, I believe, that God always gives us a choice. You can't have love. God is love. You can't have love and not have a choice, a free will, a, an option. The enemy tries to not give us a choice, tries to make us feel like we're out of control and that, that, that there's only one thing we can do. And maybe people around you don't give you a choice. They try to manipulate you or control you, force you into things. But that's not God. God. God gives you a choice, and, he, and he's, he's asking us, will we be obedient to him? But he will never force that upon you. But I have found in my life it's better to be obedient, to surrender sooner rather than later to the way that God's leading me in his life. So the Holy Spirit's inside us, willing, eager, ready to direct us, but are we positioning ourselves to walk the spirit-filled lives that he has for us? The great news is we all can. We all can do it. It's not just for super Christians, of which, by the way, there's no such thing. But it's for each and every one of us to live by the Spirit every single day. So we're going to look at Romans 8 here. Um, No, we're going to look at, sorry, Galatians 5. (laughs) But I am just being conscientious of the clock there. We will skip Romans 8. But uh, Paul, who had this amazing life transformation um, that takes place, gives us a lot of revelation about the Spirit and how to live a Spirit filled life. And so I wanted to, before we go to Galatians 5, if you've got your Bibles and you want to go to heaven, make sure you're turning to Galatians 5. But Romans 8, um, I'm just going to highlight some of the terms in these about 14 verses, uh, 11 verses here. That um, Paul uses to describe the Holy Spirit, and then we're going to explore it more in Galatians 5. I just wanted to show you that it's not just in, in one passage, but all throughout his writings, some of the terms he uses about living a Spirit-filled life. So in Romans 8, he, he says, There's the law of the Spirit of life has set you free. In, uh, in verse 4, he says, We are people who walk not according to the flesh, but we walk according to the Spirit. A little bit further down, that but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. Verse 6, for to set the mind on the flesh is to death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. A little bit further down, he describes the Spirit that he says in the Spirit, so we can be in the Spirit, um, and the Spirit is life. He says, if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life. And his spirit will dwell in you. So there's some kind of terms he uses around it. Now we're going to pick it up at Galatians 5. He says, But I say, walk by the spirit. Can you say, walk by the spirit? Walk by the spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law." And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And verse 25 here, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. What an amazing passage of Scripture there. I, I, I really want to camp out particularly on that. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. But what this passage of Scripture shows us here is that there's two ways to live. for Every one of us. We're either living by the flesh or we're living by the Spirit. The flesh, uh, are the uh, you know, the selfish desires that come up, the, the things that aren't um, within you know, the good for us or good for other people, these things that happen. And the Spirit leads to the, the good things like the joy, the peace, the patience that we read about there. I think we get that, that at any given time, we're actually living out of our flesh or we're living out of our Spirit. And the moment that we mature in Christ, the more that we Uh, take time to, to develop a relationship with his Holy Spirit is that we can actually live every day being led by his Spirit rather than by the flesh. And that's kind of what we're going to look at as we continue on this journey of talking about the Holy Spirit. So some of the terms that Paul used here around the Holy Spirit, he says that we walk by the Spirit, that we live by the Spirit, that we're in the Spirit, that we set our minds on the Spirit. And we're in step with the Spirit. This is how he's describing our relationship with the Holy Spirit. A walk in the Bible is often a a metaphor of day-to-day living. So if we're to walk in something, it's actually our everyday. I hope you know the Holy Spirit wants to be involved in your everyday thing, even the mundane things, even the things that you think no one wants to be involved in those things. The Holy Spirit actually wants to be involved in every part of your life as we walk we get to walk by the Spirit. We get to walk by new desires. We get to become that new person that the, that first scripture I shared, that different person um, talks about. So my question today for us to reflect upon is, is, how's that going for you? How's that going for me? Are we living primarily focused on our, our flesh or out of our spirit? Are we keeping in step with the Spirit in our lives? We're going to look at this keeping in step. With the Spirit because I believe this is key for us to living the transformed life that God promises us. Have you ever gone for a walk with somebody that um, that has an incredibly fast walking pace compared to yours? I don't know, has anyone experienced this? So you've gone out for a walk and you think you're going for a relaxing walk and you find yourself actually having to run to keep up with the person. Anybody had that experience? Isn't it frustrating you feel out of step with that person? On behalf of all the slower walking people, smaller step people um, out there, I just want to say, if that's you with that quick walking pace and that long stride, stop it, please stop it. We get it. God's gifted you with a long stride and a quick pace. We get it. Be gracious in your gifting. Us little hobbits struggle to keep up sometimes. <laughs> my wife, every time we go for a walk with my wife, a, a walk, I end up puffing and panting, running out of breath because of her walking pace. I have to remind her that, look, childbearing was tough on both of us, and my fitness levels aren't quite at the same level as they, they once, once were. So just steady back. But have you ever had that experience of walking someone, but you feel out of step? Maybe you are one of those quick people, and you're like, come on, come on. We get the, this analogy of walking in step. And this is what God's kind of saying with the Spirit, that we actually, there's a pace that the Holy Spirit sets in our life. You know, sometimes... Uh, I'm sure we can all relate to, we've stepped out before the Holy Spirit stepped out, before God's guidance has happened, before He's led us, and and we've wondered, why why do I feel like I'm walking out of step with the Spirit? Or other times, He's called us to take a step, and we haven't done it, and we feel like we're out of alignment with the Holy Spirit in our lives. I believe today, God's actually going to realign some of us with His pace today, with the Holy Spirit in our life. You've been feeling like you've been out of step with the Spirit, but in an instant, in a moment, as we respond at the end of this message and, and just come back to God and say, God, I want to be aligned with you again. I want to be in step with your Holy Spirit. He can change that in a moment. And it's not, that God, it's not that you don't love God. It's not that God doesn't love you and all that, but you've just felt like you're not walking in step with the Spirit. Today, that's going to change for some of us here in this place as we commit to stepping back with Him. We had to live by the Spirit, walk by the Spirit. Living by the Spirit has been likened to, to a, a a dance with the Holy Spirit. You know, I don't know if you know much about da- a, a dance like a um, you know a tango or a waltz. Or, uh, my expertise, Wikipedia, would tell me that um, you know there's always someone who's taking the lead and there's always someone who's taking a follow in these dance places. So for us amateurs looking onwards, what we see is people moving in sync. And you wouldn't even know that somebody's taking the lead necessarily. But what's actually taking place is somebody's guiding and someone's following. They're stepping. Now, it still requires the, per- the person who's following to take a step, to move, to-, to actually follow the guidance. But there is a lead. And that's our relationship with the Holy Spirit. He's prompting us. He's guiding us. He's not forcing us. It actually requires us to take a step. With the greatest dance partner we could ever hope for, the Holy Spirit, and actually get in sync and move with Him. And it's such a beautiful thing when our lives are lived in step with the Spirit. It's such a satisfying thing when we know that we're walking at the same pace, we're dancing at the same pace as the Holy Spirit. So this will not happen automatically. It is something we must choose every day of our lives. In fact, moment to moment, it's a choice to live by the Spirit. But I encourage you, we can do this. We can walk step by step with the Spirit in our lives. Something I've observed is and experienced is many of us Christians today, we love the, the froth and bubble moments. We love those moments of hype and excitement and the Holy Spirit showers and it's very clear that God shows up as we should. I love those moments where it's undeniable that God's moving in a place. Don't you love those moments I have such a desire for C3 Church in Calgary that we would see God's power in our services show up in unprecedented ways in unbelievable ways. I've had visions of of altar calls taking place before the message is even preached and people getting saved because the presence of God is so undeniable and so powerful in the worship that people can't help but give their life to Jesus. I've seen visions of that. I've seen pictures of divorce papers getting ripped up in our church services because the power of God is restoring and bringing people back together and forgiveness and grace and mercy is flowing. So I'm in those moments. I'm in for... More of those moments, let the Holy Spirit move in such a way that it's undeniable. And equally, I believe God is calling us in our day-to-day to to walk by the Spirit. In our every moments, not just when we gather together on a Sunday, but every day. When we're in the office, when we're in a situation in our family that's stressful and nobody knows what to do, would we invite the Holy Spirit in? When we're at school, are we walking step by step in his presence. And that is how we're going to see the greatest move of God take place in our city. When we decide, when we come together, the Holy Spirit shows up. And when we leave, the Holy Spirit shows up. All the time. Because he is with us always. Amen? So how do we do that, I hear you ask. Great question. I'll share a very limited and small, some thoughts around how we can um, continue to step in, into the presence of God in our everyday lives life. And um, obviously this isn't an exclusive list. There's many ways that we can. But how do we walk step by step with the Spirit? I believe we need to slow down. We need to listen. We need to seek. We need to hunger for God. And we need to make a decision that we won't settle for any less than the new creation that He has promised we can be. But Stephen, don't you hear? I'm so busy. I have all these things going on. I'm working these amount of jobs and the kids and things going on and all this stuff. It's just too busy. I don't have time. I I get it. We're the busiest people around. We're living in the most busy times. Even more why we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. Even more why we need to slow down and take a moment. My encouragement today is don't let the pressures out there become louder than the power that is in here. It's through the power that's in here that we can actually deal with the pressures of out there. But it makes a choice. It takes a choice of going, no, I'm not going to let what's going on out there become louder than the power that's in here. We need to choose to slow down, to settle, and to spend time in His presence. So I encourage you, if if there was a practical part of today's message is that this week, take time, even if it's just a moment before your day gets going, to listen. Listen for the whisper of his voice. Listen to the nudge on your heart, the the unction. You know, in the New Testament, um, there's times where the word anointing, I learned this week, and unction actually come from the same word, they're translated from the same word. Sometimes that unction of the spirit or that unction to go a certain direction is actually the anointing of God. Leading and guiding us. It's an amazing thing. So, as we take these moments to start our day or whenever it is to spend time in His presence, listening for His voice, I believe then as we go about our day, we continue to listen for His voice. And just ask yourself as you're sitting in a meeting, sitting at school, in the cafe God, is there something you want to say to me here? God, is there something you want me to share here? Is there something you want me to highlight to me here? and i believe as we take those moments he's faithful as we walk in step with him he speaks to us and you'll be able to see the holy spirit move in such a way in your life that it will become contagious it won't just be about sunday experiencing that but every day in our lives so how do we do this how do we walk by the spirit we do it through faith it says in first corinthians 6:17 but whoever is united with the lord is one with him in the spirit we just got to believe it's true Yeah, 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 but I'm not feeling it. Yeah, that's okay, that's okay. It's true. The Holy Spirit is in you. It's been done. Jesus accomplished what he came out to accomplish. He didn't fail. A part of that was the Holy Spirit would be in you. He's there. He's guiding you. He's directing you. Believe it. Believe that your current state and your current ability to hear from the Holy Spirit does not dictate your future one. As you faithfully step out and follow where you feel prompted, he will continue to have a louder voice in your life. We do it through quiet time in his presence. The leading of the Holy Spirit is often a whisper. Uh, is anyone like me, you wish it was just that big booming voice from heaven? Hello, Stephen, walk this way today. And, you know, we, but it's not. It's often a whisper. Often it's less than a whisper. So we actually have to quieten down in his presence. I love the story in, in Elijah, 1 Kings 19. Elijah's just had one of those beautiful Holy Spirit moments where his enemies have been wiped out. God's moved in a miraculous way. And then fear comes upon him. And he retreats, and he really needs to hear from God what's taking place. And in verse um, 12, it says, Kings 19, verse 12, Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. Surely God's in the fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face, went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. So often we're wanting the earthquake moments. We're wanting the wind to blow so heavily that we can't deny it. We're wanting the fire to take place and show up. But really, we need to wait for the whisper of God in our lives. It's through quiet times in his presence. It's in grace, not works. Too many times we try to force the fruits of the Holy Spirit but God's actually more interested in working on our roots in order that the fruit can grow. So don't try and force these things. It's out of grace. It's not out of works that we do this. And as we gather together, I believe God tops us up as well. His Holy Spirit. I'm going to invite the worship team back. We leak. I don't know if you've experienced that. We leak the presence of God. Well, really, we, the, theologically, that's not quite right. We don't leak His presence, but I believe we leak in awareness of His presence. Because the Holy Spirit's with us, we don't just get a small little mini version, we get the full thing. The same thing that rose, Jesus from the dead lives in you. But as we, you know, go about our week, go about our lives, um, things can stifle His voice in our life. Things can start to make it seem like we're leaking His presence. And as we gather together, the Holy Spirit tops us up. As we worship together, we realign with what's taking place. We can come in and experience His Word. But more than that, we experience His Holy Spirit in all of the service, in the connection beforehand, in the worship, hopefully in the preaching and the announcements and the giving. Clearly, when when Fred shared about the boxes, I, I felt the Holy Spirit when he shared that story. And afterwards, the Holy Spirit is moving. And so we come together and we get topped up with His presence. And I believe that the more that we can do that as we come week after week, is my encouragement to you that we get topped up with His presence. So we get to, through quiet time in His presence, out of grace, in faith, in listening to His voice, and as we gather together, we get to experience how, how we can walk by the Spirit, how we can take a step in the Spirit. Every Christian has the Spirit, but the Spirit does not have every Christian. It takes embracing that transformational power of the Holy Spirit in our lives today. So the takeaway today here before we we pray and take a moment to respond to the message is that I want you to know that you have the Holy Spirit in you. You do. You have Him. He's there. He's living inside you and He wants to speak to you. So He's probably speaking to you right now if we're just quiet in our mind. Take a moment to hear Him, not to doubt, not to think that it's just the other people around me, but it's, no, no, God's Word says that you have the Holy Spirit if you're a follower of Him. If you've never accepted Jesus in this place, the Holy Spirit might be drawing you right now. And there's a reason why you're here today. There's a reason why you come into church and maybe you've never taken that step, but you, you think, oh, it feels good to be here. I like being in this. I don't know why I like it. My head's telling me I shouldn't, but, but my heart tells me I like it here. And maybe you've been hearing a knocking on your heart that's the Holy Spirit drawing you in. And, and as you make that step to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit goes from drawing you to actually living inside of you. And you can live the transformational life that you have. I want to give you an invitation if that's you. With all eyes closed in this place out of respect for each other. If you've never made Jesus your savior, you've never entered a relationship with Him, you've never made uh, entered into that relationship with God where you know that you're forgiven of anything you've done wrong. You know that you're accepted fully, that you don't have to strive, you don't have to work, you just get to be accepted by a loving Father who made you and created you for this moment. If that's you in this place, would you just lift your hand and give me a wave? Um, And and that's just an act act of faith that you're saying, not even before me, but before God, that you want to be included in a prayer I'm about to pray, and you want to enter into a relationship with God. Maybe you've made that decision before, but you haven't actually been walking with Him. You haven't been living that. You prayed a prayer or you um, did did whatever it was at some point in your life, but you haven't been walking. You just want to take a step of faith today and rededicate your life to God and say, yeah, God, I want to come back to you today. I want to follow after you. I want to walk in step with you. Maybe you could do that too, and I'll include you in this prayer. Or maybe you just want to know that if you were to walk out today and, and something was to take place, you know, some stuff happens in life, but if something was to happen, you would know, you would be confident that you would be entering into an eternity with Jesus Christ, that, you, that your fate would be sealed, that you would be, it would not be the end, but it would be the beginning. If, if you fall into any of those categories, you want to make a first-time commitment, you want to rededicate your life or you just want assurance, can you just lift your hand now in this place so I'll, I'll acknowledge it and you can put it down and I'll include you in a prayer. Is there anybody in this place today who wants to take that step? I'll give them a, a moment as the Holy Spirit draws and and moves so anyone who wants to any of those three categories you want to meet Jesus today you want to rededicate your life and you, or you want assurance of your salvation can you just give me a wave or acknowledge it you can pop it down just doing one scan across the, the room here No. awesome that's great okay if we can all stand in this place because I believe that in these last few moments as the worship team plays, uh, that actually the Holy Spirit has been highlighting to some of you that you haven't been walking in step like He's inviting you to. And so that's going to shift in this place. That's going to change in this moment. And we're about to enter into a time of worship, but I'd love to just pray with you uh, right now generally. And then after the service, we have a prayer team. And I'll also be available for prayer if you want someone to stand with you and pray. So if you know that God's calling you to walking in step with, Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.